Galatians chapter 3, verse 16 through 29. Now the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. It does not say, and to offsprings, referring to many, but referring to one, and to your offspring, who is Christ. This is what I mean. The law, which came forward in 30 years afterward, does not annul a covenant previously ratified by God, so as to make the promise void. For if the inheritance comes by the law, it no longer comes by the promise. But God gave it to Abraham by a promise. Why then the law? Well, the law was added because of the transgressions until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made. And it was put in place through the angels by an intermediary. Now, an intermediary applies that one, uh, that more than one, but God is one. Is the law then contrary to the promises of God? Certainly not. For if the law had been given so that it could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. But the scripture imprisoned by imprisoned everything under sin, so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Now, before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came in order that we may be justified by faith. Now, uh, that faith has come and we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you're all sons of God. You are all sons of God through faith. Into Christ, we have put, if we have put on Christ, now there is neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither slave nor free. There's nor neither male nor female. And you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you're Abraham's offspring, heirs, according to the promise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, I this is, I think, one of the most, you hate to say like, well, this is one of the most important Bible verses ever. But yeah. I just think it is. I think this so clarifies the whole Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and what it really means to be a Christian, um, in light, in light of what God has been doing since the time of Abraham. And, and of course, what Paul is explaining here is that there was a promise made to Abraham that his offspring would be blessed and would be a blessing. And what Paul is saying is that offspring was Jesus. Yeah. And that all of the offsprings, if you will, leading to Jesus, um, you know, were, were ultimately part of the line to get us to Jesus, this offspring that would bring about union with God, that would bring about this sons and daughter with God, that would free us from the prison of the law. But he does talk about the promise of the law and how the law was was given um, and was made to keep us from sin or to show us our sin or there's purposes of the law. Um, but now of course we've been set free from the law and we have been called sons and daughters of God. And, and this has so leveled us. Um, you yeah. know, a lot of people use Galatians eight or three twenty eight to, uh, kind of say like, you know, there's no delineation in gender. There's no delineation in status. And of course that's not what it's saying. It's, it's not saying that there now there is no more gender. Mm-hmm. Um, or now there is no more nationality. What it's saying is fundamentally, 
what we're identified by is not that we're Jewish or yeah. not Jewish, not that we're a slave or that we're free or not that we're a man or that we're a woman, even though those are still identifiers. But what we are now identified by primarily, fundamentally, is that we are sons and daughters of the living God through faith. Um, and we can know that through Jesus. Um, so, Will, very important passage. That's a quick Absolutely. little high-level explanation. What are your thoughts as I talk about it? Yeah, well, we have to ask, you know, why is Paul saying any of this? And so he's writing to the church in Galatia. And I think that your a phrase that you use that is really key is he's really clarifying the Old Testament and the point of the scriptures up to this point. And the reason that Paul is doing that is because a lot of these religious leaders, even Peter, have drifted from rightly understanding the the story of scripture and Christ's role to to perverting it and, and you know basically putting these new Gentile believers under the constraint right. of these laws that are now you know, void in Christ and that Christ is fulfilled once for all, uh, specifically in the letter to the Galatians, you know, circumcision kind of takes the forefront of their, they're making these grown men, you know, forgo this or go through this, you know, uh, rite of passage right, right. to enter into fellowship with other believers. And, you know, I think on our, as that relates to us, what Paul is really pointing to here is that, Christ didn't come to create a second chance for us to then go, uh, you yeah, know, like, achieve okay, righteousness. Here's your first path, the law. A exactly. Here's your second path, grace. Yeah, and, and Christ does not reopen the door for us to try again uh, to obtain righteousness through works of the law. But, you know, as Paul says here, the, the role that the law plays is that it puts us in need of a savior. Right. And that uh, it it binds us to sin and makes us need a deliverer. And that's who Christ is. And so Well, and and, and it's interesting. I mean, that's verse 22, right? It, scripture and these kind of the law has imprisoned everything under sin. Yeah. So that the promised faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. What he's saying is, is like the promise was always to the offspring of mm -hmm. Abraham, yeah. which was talking about Jesus. Absolutely. But we kind of forgot about that. And so then it's like almost like God said, oh, yeah, you've you've forgotten how much you need redemption in Christ. Here's the law. And then they realized like they were totally insufficient to obey the law, which that insufficiency, that weakness, the, the purpose of that was to lead them back to the promised offspring. Absolutely. And why do we, why are we so bent on you know, trying to use the cross, it's like we want to use it as a second chance card and not as total forgiveness and absolution. And, you know, a lot of it comes down to we want a hand in our salvation. That's right. We, 100%. We want to have something to boast in other than the grace of the Lord. And, and that is a a part of our spirit that we have to continually put in subjection and submission to Christ. There's so many ideas going through my head right now because this this passage is like a doorway into another world. But yeah. uh, one, just reflecting on what you just said, and I've said this before, is grace is the greatest stumbling block of Christianity. Amen. People Amen. think they want grace, yeah, but they what they really want is a little grace. Yeah. They don't want all grace, right? Absolutely. And so they want 
to basically justify themselves through obedience to the law. But if they make a mistake or two yeah. along the way, they want a little grace. Well, and we want, you know, I, I continually find myself struggling with, I can readily accept what I feel like is earned grace from the Lord. Right. What I struggle with is free, free grace. grace. That's right. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't struggle to accept God's grace when I feel like I've, you know, lived in a way in which I deserve some extra slack. But what I do struggle with is when I've come to the end of myself and realized the brokenness in. You just said it. You you just like that is the if we're talking, if we're trying to clarify things here, like that totally clarifies. I hope you heard what Will just said. Like if you're listening to this, like I hope you got what Will said. And I think most even like Christians live this way. Like God owes me one. Like, look yeah. at all this stuff I've done for him. Yeah. Of course he'll forgive me a little bit here. Mm-hmm. You know, that is earned grace. Yeah. And that's the for- law. Free yeah. grace is nothing in my hand I bring. Free grace is I was dead. Yeah. My my the law killed me. Yeah. The law slayed me. Yeah. The law put me in prison. I had nothing to offer God. And yet, because of the promised offspring, he has now made me a son or a daughter. I am now yeah. sharing in the inheritance of God. Absolutely. And here's the deal. If you really get that, I think what people's problem is is they don't realize how much God has given them. If you really believe that you are a son of God, if you really believe that the inheritance of God, the internal inheritance of God is now yours in Christ Jesus, nobody that's listening to this podcast is arrogant enough. And there's some pretty arrogant people that listen to Our Daily Rhythm. (laughs) But nobody is arrogant enough to say, I deserve the eternal riches of Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I mean, nobody would say that. That's complete delusion. Right. And so so the, the, the problem with earned grace is A, it puts way too much confidence in the flesh, and B, it also delineates the true love and magnitude of God's reward for you. Yeah, Like you don't get to receive the full blessing of God because you're putting way too much confidence in something you can earn. And yeah, if you're just putting confidence in what you can earn, in human terms, you might be like, well, I've earned, you know, this and this and this. According to God's standard, you've actually just earned hell, okay? Yeah. Um, but if you really are resting what Christ is, what Christ can earn for you is the eternal glory. I mean, I love the way Paul says it in Ephesians, you know, so that one day God can like outpour the riches of his grace upon us in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Okay. I got another thought. Come on. I know that we're like, we're starting to preach here, Will. This is just, this this is is just supposed to be a little morning Bible study. (laughs) What are we? What are we doing? <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, the other thing, you mentioned clarity. Uh-huh. We always need to be brought back to clarity, mm-hmm. right? And that's like why we need to do things like our daily rhythm, right? Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like, it's very easy in Christendom to, like, there's something that is true of the Bible, but we end up emphasizing like the wrong thing. Like we Absolutely. end up, we end up, and, and, and the thing that we end up emphasizing might be true, but it's not really the main thing, you know? And to your point about the law, like the thing was the offspring of Abraham. Yeah. The law was good. It was mm-hmm. important. It, 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 God was doing his purposes in it. I mean, he talks about it being a guardian. It was keeping us from sin. It was showing us of our, it was reminding us of the offspring, but it became the ultimate thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and it became this great means of self-justification for the people, which ultimately kept them from seeing and depending on the offspring of Abraham. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make here is like we can still do that all the time. 
Yeah. Um, where there's something that may be true and good. The, the thing I've been thinking about lately, and this is going to sound very unbaptist of me, Will. Bring it on. You know uh, I'm ready. <laughs> and so, and so uh, my Baptist kin, mm. okay, we we understood that we were supposed to guard the table, okay, yeah. which is obviously biblical. Yeah. We should guard the table. Sure. But the emphasis, and this is something I think Jordan and we've talked about a long time, and I think it's beautiful, like the emphasis of the Lord's table, is it the guarding or is it the invitation? Like, is it the uh, encouragement that it can amen. provide or is it the guarding that, you know, we should and rightly should have, right? And I think mm -hmm. you and I would both say, if you actually read the Bible and not just our good Baptist history, which I mean, hey, mm -hmm. no one loves Baptist history more than JCD. <laughs> but if we actually, read, if we read the Bible, I think we would realize like, okay, actually the emphasis here is on the invitation to the table. Absolutely. But Absolutely. with that the, said- The invitation only has value though, if there is, you know, if there's a guarding that's it. right and and the guarding is clearly in the scripture and yep. so we can't ignore the guarding and i think yeah. that's what churches like some churches have said like the emphasis of the bible is on disciple making and evangelism and growing the kingdom which i would say yes yeah but that doesn't mean that we should remove yeah. any barriers to that like church membership or church discipline yeah. or you know whatever else yeah. so well the judgment of god is what makes forgiveness you know like it's a it's a completely that's right. useless concept if there's no judgment. that's right yeah there's exactly. always these tensions in the christian life the point i'm trying to make here is like we are prone to do that like mm -hmm. we are prone to like get so focused on this like you know, and, and we could kind of like miss the broader picture of yeah. scripture. And I think that's what Paul's doing here is like, look, it wasn't wrong for you to love the law, but you got to realize what the law was and you got to live in light of the greater thing that has happened. The, Absolutely. The law came 40 and 30 years after <laughs> the promise to Abraham. Like mm -hmm. the law was secondary to this promise of Abraham. And so it's why we need to do things like read Galatians 3 verse 16 through 29. Absolutely. Well, for Will Carlisle, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.